Hello, and welcome back to another beautiful episode of In the Sound with yours truly, Tony Rico. That's what we're doing today. I didn't have one planned. I didn't have a nickname planned, but Tony Rico, that's sure. That'll work. Uh, Or Bad Boy Slam or Rocket Fist, but yeah. Um, Yeah, dude. Episode 13. Still trucking. Still doing it. Still loving it. Thank you for listening. Um, You know, we're having a good time here at... uh, in the sound with the old Tommy Gold podcast. Um, still loving it, dude. Loving it. Loving every guest that I have. Having a good time. People are loving the show. They want to come on the show. I'm like, dude, come on the show. So, uh, yeah. We're steady filling the books, man. Steady filling the books for episodes, dude. Um, I got the uh, LA Love Boogie Town USA merchandise on today, dude. Look. I got it on. It's quality, man. You got to get you one of those, dude. The online store is on the Instagram. Um in the, the link in my bio on in the sound underscore Tommy Gold. Uh, dude, and you can find it's actually through Bandcamp, the online store. So you can get that Boogie Town USA merchandise. Let them know where you're from, dude. Let them know that Boogie Town USA, the movement has started. That's what you got to do. Get the shirt, put it on, get in front of the courthouse, say, hey, Mayor President, I'm, you know, what are you going to do about it? What, what do you, we're all ready. To transition into Boogie Town USA. Seems like you're the only one that's not ready to transi- transition into Boogie Town USA. So we need to change the name from Lafayette to Boogie Town USA. Start wearing the shirts. Get in front of the courthouse. And then they'll start to realize that, oh, wait, well, damn it. Everyone's calling it Boogie Town USA. We got to change it. So, yeah. But yeah, the merchandise is out now, dude. Go get some of that, man. Having a weird week, kind of dealing with a little bit of uh, imposter syndrome for whatever reason, dude. I, and that's so not like, not like me. But, uh, well, I mean, I guess in the past it was very much like me, but um, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit of imposter syndrome, kind of like, is anything that I do good? Like, am I even good at writing songs? Am I even, do, do I, you know, has anything I ever made good? Like, has anything I've ever made, is it good? I don't know. Like, I'm like, oh, man. So, but dude, we're going to get over that because get over it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not, dude. Keep on keeping on. If you if you're enjoying yourself and you're doing something cool, don't get those imposter syndrome feelings and start questioning what you do. Just keep doing it because it's fun and you enjoy it. And I'm speaking to everyone, but I'm also speaking to myself right now. But just keep doing it. Uh, yeah. So you know what, dude? Love your life, bro. Love your life. Do what makes you happy. Um. Yeah, so uh, weird week, but um, you know what? I'm gonna do. <laughs> I kind of forgot. I'm gonna do a movie of the week this week, and it's not a movie that I watched. Um, it's not a movie that I watched recently. I-, I probably haven't seen this movie in probably 17 years. I'm serious, um, and it probably wasn't even out 17 years ago, but maybe, probably, well, definitely about 10, 10 to 12 years ago. Um, the movie of the week, because my girlfriend and I were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about like, uh, dance competition, like dance competition show kind of like, like, kind of like dance offs, dance offs. So the movie of the week this week is you got served because if you've seen that movie, it's all about dancing them off, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. you know, it's like they they don't fight each other. They dance each other, man. They dance. There's like, <laughs> Like, oh man, I don't like that crew. Let's dance, these fools, you know. And then, <laughs> then they dance off. I'm like, in what world 
is this happening in, man? That's not a thing, dude. You know, your homie's not like, you know what? I'm going to spin on my head to this fool. You know? <laughs> like, dude, get over it. It's a dance-off. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that, like, I just think about that movie. I'm like, it's so ridiculous. I'm like, like, you know, one of them, like, gets jumped and beat up or, like, gets, you know, something. I don't know. One of, like, maybe they're, they're, someone dies and then their answer to that is, oh, they killed my little brother? Let's dance, these fools. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's incredible. So, yeah, the movie of the week is You Got Served because I think that is hilarious. I don't know why. I'm just like, why? why? Like, Just, I don't know. I'm not really, you know, a believer in, like, violence or anything, but just fight the guy if, if you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> They're like, no, 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 we're going to sell this on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so you got served. I don't even know what, what year that came out in or what. Um, I don't know. Could be 2005-ish, 6-ish. I don't know. But, yeah, that's the movie of the week. Sorry I went off on that, but uh, let's dance, these fools. <laughs> um, yeah, man, so enjoying the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. If you want to support the show, I got the Patreon account at www.patreon.com slash in the sound with Tommy Gold or get the mobile app on your phone like a millennial or Gen Z that you are and search in the sound with Tommy Gold. Get it. Uh, it's three bucks a month for full video access of all the episodes. Um, except for one through five because I didn't start it and I started at episode six. So episode six on, that's where you get the, that's, but that's that's what you got the video for. Uh, episode six of six trillion. So that's it, dude. Patreon. Um, check it out, man. Yeah. And um, what do I have coming up? I got Sick Ride has a show on June 25th at Artmosphere with Jester and Slumber Party, dude. You know what's going to happen. Bucket Town USA. Yep, we did it at about nine o'clock when we hit the first note. Bucket Town USA, too late. Uh, so there's that, and then, um, July we have July 14th in Dallas at Three Links, uh, in Deep Ellum, dude. It's gonna be incredible. Can't wait to go back. July 15th at uh, in San Angelo at the Dead Horse, dude. Really excited about that one. And then we are like, dude, we are on the cusp of confirming Brian Texas um, for the Grand Stafford Theater on July 16th. So, it's coming, dude. Texas, we're coming back. We're coming to show you a good time. We're coming to show you that you can also be changed into Boogie Town USA. Because that's what we do. So, uh, yeah. just I'm getting out of the way so no one's confused when, when it happens. Uh, but yeah, man. That's what I got coming up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I uh, Yeah. Sick ride, dude. Come come to some shows. Come to the one on Atmosphere, dude. Atmosphere is a banging time. You know, it's uh it's coming back in a big way. So it's exciting, man. I'm uh <clears throat> I'm happy about it. But yeah, uh, my guest today is Miss Michelle Coulon, dude. Uh she also goes by Malentina is her musical uh performance name, uh, her artist name, Malentina. And uh dude really good really good stuff dude Michelle is like like the hustler of a lifetime dude <laughs> like I'm like sh- that, that girl hustles man and like dude she's uh you know she's always doing 
film work and music work. She's a, she's an actor, dude. She has a a new film coming out next week that I'm like, dude, I want to go see this thing, man. Cause, uh, dude, <clears throat> she just does great work, man. I'm I'm uh, I was really happy to have her on the show. We had a really good time. She's really inspiring, man. I got really inspired by just listening to her. Kind of kind of reiterate the things that I believe in, like jump off the cliff, dude, you know, like do what makes you happy. And if it, if it's a scary thing, still do it, you know, like pursue it, you know? Um, and it, it made me just really inspired. So, uh, really happy to have Michelle on. She was a great guest and, uh, check her out, dude, check her out. She got some shows. She, she's got a, She's doing a show in, on Pride Month, and she's doing that uh, her film, um, what do you call that, premiere, is on the same day, actually. So, dude, yeah, and she she's always doing uh, burlesque shows, dude, so you can catch her doing something, because she's, she's hustling. I guarantee that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had a great time on this episode. Thank you, Michelle. And, uh, yeah, dude, so let's get... It on with, uh, what is it? Episode 13. Episode 13. Let's do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Miss Michelle Coulon. Michelle Kula, how you doing? Good. It's good to see you. You too. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Honestly, thank you. Yeah. I'm like so honored. I was so giddy about coming here. Cool. So yeah, well, this setup is great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and this podcast, uh, it kind of um, kind of just took off. Like I didn't really expect it to kind of be or have as many people uh, following it. And uh, now I'm like, oh shit, I have to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but where do fun. you have it? I know you have a video. Yeah, so the video is on uh, uh, Patreon. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just the video. I do that because it's just uh, I'm the only employee for this thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of editing. It's a lot of time, and I'm like, man, just like doing it for free is just like because I can do the audio in an hour and have it out like within like an hour after the episode's done. Totally. So, yeah, but uh, the audio is on Spotify and it's everywhere. So. No, it's, I love it. It's fun. I mean, yeah. it's it's cool. <laughs> what I've seen on Instagram, which is where you share, I'm so impressed. I'm like, look at this. But the people you've talked to are so interesting too. And I know half of them, but I never get to hear them. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Sit down and talk. And it's it's. <clears throat> I like the just giving them a platform to be able to do that. You know, yeah. like kind of give it. You know, get their outlook. And, and you know, it's called in the sound, but uh, it's funny. Like. I kind of enjoy when we don't talk about music, really. I just, I like, like, worldviews are like the view on anything, you know, yeah. on the industry, maybe, you know, but, um, but yeah, you had a show last night. I did. How was it? It was so great. So I hadn't done burlesque in a couple months, actually. I've been kind of busy with all kinds of other things. And every time, so it was produced by Lucy Fur. Okay. She is one of my best friends in the world. She has Lucifer Productions, and she's been she's kind of like one of the big leagues of uh, 
yeah, for she, less production. She did the show. Was it um, Diamond Devil? Yeah, she started so, with Diamond Devil Review. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was her first company. Is that still? No, that's just kind of okay. So she moved to Tulsa and she started Lucy for Productions because she was like, "Well, it's no longer company based." Like Diamond Devil, we had group numbers. It was more like company oriented but she moved to Tulsa she didn't have a company so she started her own as the sole producer and just hiring people and it was just help it was I don't know I felt like it was better and she was able to have a lot a bigger handle on things so I started I joined Lucy for productions and every time she comes to town I do burlesque with her yeah and it was great because it's pride month so it was yeah, pride true. themed and they had New Orleans uh, performers oh cool I performed with some of my best friends who are drag queens as well and i always love doing that and uh yeah the energy was great i i was kind of like worried because there was so much going on downtown and sometimes that can divide the crowds yeah but it was so well attended so much energy awesome yeah that and they they are fun man they are fun we uh i was at we were at bolt uh friday night they had a show oh yeah Uh, i think well, was that the first? I guess that was the first. Well, it's the first weekend of Pride Month, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was actually the first, but yeah, we were there, and uh, you know, it's 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 party time in there. <laughs> I get a little silly in there. I'm like, okay, let's totally. Yeah, yeah. You know, yesterday I I have a really busy day today. You know, I yeah. just recorded a podcast yeah. that I started with a friend of mine. Nice. And then uh, I have this, and then I have actually a friend's baby shower that I have to go to. Yeah. But then I have an audition, a very important audition. Nice. Can so you, I knew. Can you talk about oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, it's cool. a theater audition. Okay. I audition regularly because I have an agent. I'm on. I'm a film actor as well. Yeah. And uh, but I love theater. I love theater with all my heart. I mean, I, just, I can tell. I know. Did, did you? Okay, but just to. Uh, did you know that we're in a film together? You and I. Yeah. The brew. I mean, I, you're I, in the brew. I made like a cameo. Yeah, I was like, I'm, no I'm way. in like, I'm in like the first, um, like five minutes of it. Oh my know? gosh, that's so funny. Okay, funny story about the brew. That was recorded in like three years. That ten minute film was recorded in three yeah. years. So my hair is different in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you were. I mean, you were in the whole thing. Like, yeah, you were like the yeah. whole. Uh, and honestly, sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm a little embarrassed to be in that film because that was shot when, whenever I had a window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like it would literally be the five minutes I had <clears throat> before going to work. Right. Or the 10 minutes I had between work and my next thing. Like it was shot like, okay, uh, go. Okay, thank you. Bye later. See you later. Yeah. So it was never like... <clears throat> We never had a script. We never had anything, which, you know, yeah. it's cool. But it, sometimes I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I would have worked on that a little more. Because it was li- real, literally like, okay, five minutes, you're out, goodbye. But uh, but that's cool. It was a lot of one takes, I feel like. Because, like, I mean, I was oh, yeah, all the- of ours were like, okay, you're good. Yeah. Later. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Paul, you're just like running through this thing, man. But that's cool. I was like, hey, like, you know, if that's what he wants it to be, then. That's kind of how he is. It keeps it less stressful, I guess. I mean, just, you know, just like, oh, all right. Well, and that's the beauty of, that's all, it's a cool thing because he knew what he wanted. So he wasn't there to be like, well, let's think about, no, he was like, yeah. this is it. Goodbye. Later. And I, it's kind of refreshing. But uh, but I was talking about yesterday, I was at the show and I knew I had a busy day. So I behaved like I didn't drink much, but I couldn't leave because the music was so good. Yeah. 
And the crowd was so good. I just stayed dancing all night. And I'm talking about sweating dancing. Yeah, yeah, like dancing really. Dancing with strangers, grinding with strangers. I was just like, man. Uh, when we left, it was like 2.45. I'm very good friends with the owner, so I always stay. If mm-hmm. I stay, I'll stay and, you know, I'll close out with them and yeah. whatever. And uh, and I was thinking that I was like, man, you know, like this is what socializing is like the purest form of socializing. It's you don't go to Bolt to have a conversation because you cannot hear yourself. True. Yeah. So nobody can talk to themselves. Nobody's lingering. Nobody's being divided into let's sit and talk about things we already agree on about the people we know. You know, yeah. it's more of a okay, the music is loud, you dance and you may not know anyone and someone may may dance next to you and you dance with them and then you know it's like I don't know. It it's a party, so man. Cool. No, it's it's definitely a party, and uh, I think it's. <clears throat> I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's because uh, I'm a young, dashing gentleman, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they pour heavy over there. I'm like, yo, easy on the vodka, man. That's twelve ounces of vodka right there. I didn't need that <laughs> much. Actually, <laughs> you know? no. They they are notorious. I never order mixed drinks there. Yeah, it's just ever. they're just because my worst hangovers are from there. Yeah, and I've told them I'm like, hey, that's a lot. Yeah, but it, it they're notorious. So I always drink champagne or high noons. Yeah, because like champagne, if I like, I don't know, especially when I have a burlesque gig, I love. There's something about the bubbles. Yeah, I don't have too many. It takes the edge off. And I know that it's not like it's just pure champagne, you know. It's right. not, it doesn't yeah. have like six ounces of vodka. But <laughs> the high noons are good because you. I feel like the alcohol content is so low. Mm-hmm. You can just have three and you're you're good. Like you're yeah. never drunk, and the next day you're like you can still go and work out. It's, right, right. And those are that's like a seltzer, right? It's like it's a, a seltzer. Yeah. yeah. And is it is it? Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking like Blue Moon is affiliated with that one, but I guess not. No, uh, no. I, okay. I, they, I know that now, like, that's like the it thing, because yeah. now all companies are doing seltzers. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, because here's what's here's what's so interesting about that. It's almost like collectively, the whole world wants to drink a little less. Yeah. Everybody's opting for the lower alcohol content, as opposed to give me the highest, let's yeah. get drunk, and, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, it's kind of collective, because I know, I, I now know about 50-50 of people that drink and don't drink, mm-hmm. which is cool. But even the drinkers don't want to drink too much, Yeah, at least in my circle of friends. Right, yeah. And I mean, I think it's getting to our, our age. You know, we're not 21 anymore. Like, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, black out at uh, Bolt, you know, or Green yeah. Room. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's a thing. And it's, I think it's the healthier option now. Yeah. Now, I mean, less calories. And I think, uh, yeah, I guess it's moving towards that it's kind of cool I, yeah. i'm about it i'm yeah. really about it because you know i like to drink i love to drink yeah but i i really don't like to get drunk it right. sounds kind of uh conflicting but i just don't as soon as i feel like i'm getting a little dizzy or just drunk i'm like oh no yeah no, yeah no, yeah this is not what i want yeah this is not how i want it to feel no today. i'm like and and sometimes i'm still having fun like yesterday, I did take a shot, and I was like, I could take another one. But I said, you know what? It's not going to make me feel better. Yeah. It's just going to, yeah. Like right now, I'm on the edge. I'm like a little tipsy, but I'm like so good, and I want to dance. If I had another one, I might have fun, but maybe tomorrow not so yeah, much. Yeah, right, right. So I don't know. It's a cut. Yeah. I it mean, is, I guess. I, I'm in my 30s now. It's, it's part of the culture. Yeah. No, I mean, Whatever. It, no, it's, it's, I, I, it hurts me a lot more nowadays, too. Um, but so what uh, what sparked your, your theater thing? Like, why? Okay. why? So 
this. So I I graduated college. I went to LSU. Okay. And I graduated college in interior design. That's my degree. Okay. And I never wanted to do that. I only did it because I grew up in a family that was very much the type that was like, you're going to go to college. Like there was never another option. Right. And, you know, when you're, I was 17, I I turned 18 my first year of college. So I was like so young. I lived in Puerto Rico all my life. So my parents were like, you're going to LSU because my grandma's at LSU. Well, my, my grandma lives in Baton Rouge. Okay. So there was like a family connection, whatever. They didn't want me in Puerto Rico because they thought I would party too much, which is funny because they sent me to the biggest party school <laughs> yeah. in the country. Right, yeah. And Louisiana of all places. Yeah, of course, yeah. I was never mad about that. But uh, I went to, I, I, I was always very creative, but mm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my my high school, and I, I went to the same school from pre-K to senior year. Wow, okay. So, and it's kind of cool because all my friends that graduated with me, like we saw each other through every stage in life. Right. You know, at least up to 18. And my school was very conservative. It was very much uh, arts and science and sports. Okay. So you were going to be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, or Playing an college. athlete. yeah. So I, there wasn't any drama clubs. Now they do. But at the time, they didn't have any drama clubs. They mm. didn't have any art clubs. So I never got to know what I wanted to do. But I always knew I was very creative. And most of my teachers saw me as a creative. Therefore, their solution to me, fig- like trying to figure out what I wanted to do, they were like, oh, well, then you want to be an architect because you're creative. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Like I was very wow. much like, whatever you say, I'll do. Yeah. So I went to, I started in architecture, didn't like it, moved to interdesign. It was a little more colorful, but I still didn't want to do that. I just did it because, you know, like I said. Yeah. So four years go by, I graduate and I'm looking for jobs and I land in Lafayette, which is strange, but this was the only place I found an opportunity. I was, I wanted to live in New Orleans and I applied to every architecture firm in New Orleans Nothing. Baton Rouge too, nothing. But I had a friend whose dad was an architect and he was like, hey, my dad's always hiring like technical drafters. Maybe you can just like work for him and figure it out there. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, just kind of start. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. I'll move to Lafayette. But six months in and my life was in shambles. Like I really, I was going through the darkest times of my life because now I'm out of the funness of college. I'm in a strange town and I'm, I'm very unhappy. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. I hate this. So honestly, on a night of total despair, like I was just like, I don't know. I never was suicidal, but I definitely was so dark. I was like, I, I want to do like, I, I, I want it something cut off of my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I feel like this was divine inspiration, but I had this thought and I was like, I'm going to go to the local theater. I had never even been to a play before. I went to see Phantom of the Opera when I was 15 on Broadway in New York, but Mm -hmm. Broadway is so broad and big. You kind of, it's kind of like, you don't feel like it's real. Yeah. So I had never been to a play and I look it up. I find Cetata's art. Mm Mm-hmm drive there. I'm by myself. I didn't even know what they were going to show, but I just go. And uh, it was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by, it was produced by this company called LRE. And I go, I sit in this theater by myself and I'm kind of shocked that it's like a packed house. Yeah. 
and the set looked really cool. And I just remember being like, I don't know, it felt like this novelty, like, whoa, it kind of feels like you're in Disney or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then the show starts and I'm blown away. Like the acting was phenomenal. Really? And it's a great script. I mean, you know, it was a movie. Jack Nicholson yeah. was in it. Mm-hmm. The script is great. So the story is good. The acting was good. The costumes, the set. I mean, everything about it. And it was intermission. And I remember just having this this feeling of, whoa, like this is a thing. People do this? Like all these people came to see this show. I just, I just didn't know. It was like opening a whole new door that I had never even thought it existed. And so... At the end of the show, I had the program and it said that they were doing auditions the following week for their next play. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to go audition. I don't. I had never acted in my life before. And I was like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I need to come and be a part of this. So I went to audition. I got the lead role. And Perfect. I begged the director to not give me the lead role. I was like, no, no, no. I've never done this before. You don't understand. Like yeah, yeah. this is. And he was like, oh, no. We're going to work. And the rest is history. Crazy. Man, I, and that's, that's, it's crazy that that happened to you later in life, man. Later I, in life. I, I, like I was 23. I, okay, yeah. And uh, that's crazy, man, because I, I feel like a lot of people um, kind of, they find their passion. Not, not that you didn't find it late. It's just that a lot of people find it earlier. Like, I found music really early. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And Absolutely. it's just funny that you've never, like, you know, like, you go to this play and you're just like, Yep, I'm doing this. And then your lead role, like, bam. Like, and I didn't like, even know that I was going to do that. Right. It was this, I had this heart-thumping feeling. I was just like, oh, my God, I don't, I don't know. I feel like this is, I found something I've been looking for. And, you know, I went to the audition blindly. Like, at first audition in my life, I never, act, like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't even know how I got there. I just felt something pulling me there. Yeah. And actually, I, I started rehearsing and like four months later, I quit my job. I was like, I'm not doing this. And it got me into all kinds of trouble because like, I like quit my job completely blank. Like with no, no plan no after. No plan. Yeah. I didn't even, I mean, I was so new to this world too. I didn't even know what was going to happen. How you even begin to develop a career as an artist, yeah. a performing artist. But it, nothing mattered. Like, I was so happy. That's how I knew. I was like, I found something and I'm going to hold on to it and let it guide me. And I had never sang before either. So, and this this was eight years ago. Eight years ago, I didn't know I could act. I didn't know I could sing. And that's all I've done. That's crazy, man. I can't believe that. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like, it's like, I don't know, when I, when I look at you, it's like I could see six-year-old you, like, you know, sing into the whole family. You know what I, I mean? Well, kind I did thing. do that. I definitely, yeah. I, I always wanted to do it. It's just that, I never had an opportunity to explore that. So I just thought it was just not going to ever happen. I didn't think it was real or a possibility for me. Yeah. And now, you know, I consider myself a late bloomer, of course. But I also am up, I'm up for the opportunity to show that there is no time. Yeah. You know, like it's always the right time. Yeah, true. And you hustle, man. I hustle. Dude, you, I'm like... I I wouldn't even I I'd like have a panic attack just looking at your schedule. I'm just like, holy shit! No, no, but but you're busy, man. You're always doing something. Like uh, it's you know you always have something going on. I'm like, yeah. damn, dude, that's just a lot of time, you know. And and it never feels like it's enough, you know. Like yeah. it's one of those things. Like I have huge dreams, and I used to be kind of ashamed to say that, but now I'm like, no, 
that's just how it is for me. Um, like I, I love acting with, with all my heart, just as much as I love singing with all my heart. Like these are things that I've tried to give up actually. Cause yeah. you know, it gets tough. Well, I did, I did want to ask you, um, what's, uh, what's your preferred? Uh, is it the music or is it the acting? To be honest, I can't, I can't choose. Cause it's almost like one can't exist without the other. Yeah. I can't do just acting and I can't do just singing. Why is that? Because I feel like I'm off balance. Okay. I I love singing so much because I have I I understand that I have a natural ability to do it, but I just feel like I can also let go and just I I don't know I just really really genuinely have a love for it and in acting I I have the same feeling it it just feels like it's. I'm on those moments where I'm doing those things on a sort of purpose. Like it's not even me manufacturing anything. It's just like I'm driven by life itself. Yeah. So I can't give them up. And so I quit. I had a a full-time job last year while I was still pursuing everything. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't enjoy it. I really didn't enjoy it. But I didn't enjoy it because I felt like I was kind of neglecting myself. Yeah. I was going the easy route and I had a dream job for anybody that wants to do what I was doing, which was project management. But I was like, I just, I just didn't like it at all. And it was actually the toughest. It was the toughest year since that other year. Mm-hmm. It was, it was funny because it was my seventh year. Yeah. And I was like, maybe this is the seven year cycle that people say you go through, you know, like to re- be reborn or something. I was like, I feel just as bad as I did when I didn't know what I wanted. And now I think I I felt bad having that full-time job because I knew what I wanted and I was going in the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah. And so I decided that I was going to quit and I was going to full like do full-time acting and singing. And I've made I would I would say it's like I would I've made less than an eighth of the money I was making last year. And it's been way harder. The hustle is like so much more. Like yeah. I'm busier. I'm worried about more. But deep down, I am so happy. Yeah. I am so happy. Even when I don't know when the next paycheck is coming. I would rather be here than knowing when my next paycheck is coming with a job I don't like. Yeah. No, it's true, man. That that it uh I can relate because it, it happened to me. I did it. Um I was uh we were touring full time. I was, I mean, I was here for like two weeks and then six weeks on the road back for two. And then I was in Memphis when the world shut down and I, I made it like, I was like living the dream. Like wow. Matt and I were on the road full time, you know, four four weeks at a time, come back, hang out for a little bit, kind of regroup, you know, and then, uh, the world changed. But yeah, there, there was a serious point in my life where that happened to me. Um, where you get, you just gotta be like, I'm jumping off the cliff. Yes. You know? Yes. So it it's it's so the thing is, I have a I'm I'm very philosophical. The more yeah. you get to know me, the more you'll be like, oh God. I love girl. philosophy, dude. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Because yeah. I am that's what my other podcast is about. But uh you know, there's there's this moment where I say, you know, I've asked for this, I've asked for things. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory that the the universe always delivers. 
always, mm-hmm. as big or as impossible as you think it is, the universe always answers as soon as you ask for it. You, your job is to line up with that answer. You can't get your answer in a place of not seeing, not trusting, not doing. Not, yeah. You can't get that answer. But if you line up with it, like if, as if as if you ordered a package on Amazon and you know it's coming. So if you ordered a piece of furniture, then you know you have to make room for that piece of furniture in your house. Right, yeah. You know, and and that's the feeling I had in like in my gut was that I was like, I know what I want. How is it gonna work out? How am I gonna get there? I don't know. But I know what I want. It feels exactly right when I'm doing it. So I gotta trust that. And that is the hardest thing to do for anyone. Yeah. And I and I'm I can be very competitive. And I was like, well, I wanna be one of the very few people that trust that. Yeah. And go. Do it. Like yeah. every I and and everybody has given me advice and you know, everybody thinks they know, and especially like former bosses, they think they you know, they wanna protect you. But at the end of the day, I'm the one that has my gut feeling. I have my path. So yeah. I decided, no. I'm going to follow my path. It's going to be hard. No one in life has ever said that being a musician or being an actor is so easy. Because <laughs> it's not. No one. I've never, yeah. not even like mega stars like Lady Gaga will say, oh yeah, it's so easy. It's so great. It's just such a walk in the park. Yeah, never. Never. No one. So I even on my, <clears throat> at, in my office at home, I have a little like reminder for myself. And the first thing is don't complain. Mm-hmm. You knew this wasn't easy. Yeah. And that keeps me in check. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. True. It's and it's true, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta work you gotta work for it. It's, but I love it. It's the yeah. kind of personality that I am. I, I love the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. And I'm 31 years old and I feel like, you know, I haven't even began all the things that I really want to do. Yeah. Like I've the wheels are in motion. I just haven't even gotten to the first landmark. And I, 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 some days I'm like, I could easily give up because most people my age that have made it started when they were 16. So by now they have three albums out, seven world yeah, tours. But, but I'm like, I don't, I need to be one of those that proves that there is no formula. It's just that more people in our age range will give up. Yeah. And I'm going to be one of those that does not. Yeah. Don't. No. Yeah. No. I know. It makes me too happy. Yeah. This year alone, like so many ups and downs, all emotional. Mm-hmm. But the happiness, the the pure joy I've felt, I wouldn't trade it for anything, for any comfort. That's awesome. I I, I definitely admire that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I started. So the podcast I recorded before this, mm-hmm. I started doing CrossFit. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I saw you, uh, dude. That <laughs> looks intense, man. It's so intense. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you love it. I love it. It's the best <laughs> thing I've ever done. Okay, for myself. Yeah. Besides following my heart, but uh, I did it because at the beginning of the year in January, I didn't have a schedule, so I was kind of going a little crazy. I was like, I don't know what to do with my time. Like, I don't. I need to organize myself. Yeah. And I knew that anxiety was going to kick in eventually, so I was like, Hmm, what if I join a CrossFit gym? Something I can do from Monday through Friday that that I can plan my day around, mm-hmm. but I'm also exercising, so I'm keeping myself in 
this yeah, in shape know, and yeah, and, and like mental. doing what I can to stay strong, yeah. both physically and mentally. Yeah. And you know, the coolest thing is that I discovered a newfound passion. I never, I never did it with the intention of becoming passionate. I just wanted a workout. Yeah. But I, I fell in love with it. Really. And CrossFit was teaching me things that I was applying into all the other aspects of my life. Hmm. So the cro- the podcast that I recorded before this is called CrossFit Philosophy, which actually okay. we do need to change the name because both CrossFit and Fit Philosophy are trademark names. Oh, really? <clears throat> and nobody's come at us yet, obviously. Yeah. But uh <clears throat> we my lawyer when I turned Valentina into an OLC mm-hmm. was giving me advice and he was like, "I would change the name so that you're not too far ahead and then somebody comes at you and it's like, no, you need to change the name and then you need to rebrand altogether. And I was like, oh man. But anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> but the the name is, you know, the idea is how I started applying, how I started to understand philosophy lessons through CrossFit, which seems kind of unrelated. But with CrossFit, I started breaking limits I always thought I had. Like I never thought I would be strong. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to strength train because, you know, I have this idea or I had this idea that if I strength trained, I was going to get really bulky and look like a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing against that, but it's not what I wanted. Yeah. But now I found out, oh, no, it takes like so much work to bulk up. Yeah. Like you can't bulk up unless you're like doing an extremely rigorous weight training plus taking supplements plus eating yeah. like an insane amount. So I was like, oh, OK, so I'm off the hook. I'm never going to get bulked up like that. Yeah. But I am getting stronger, and I never thought that I could be strong. Mm-hmm. So, like, in December, I couldn't do one push-up. Like, one push-up was, like, crazy to me. <laughs> now, I can do 100. Wow. Damn. That's all. And, and you're doing this five days a week? Five days a week. Damn. And now, I can do, I would say, I can do, like, 13 unbroken. Yeah. But then I'll just rest for, like, five seconds, go back. Yeah, Rest yeah. five seconds. But pull-ups the same way. I couldn't do one pull-up, and now I can do 40. Damn. And that makes me feel so good. Yeah. It just makes me feel so good. It's like, wow, I I had that limit on myself. I told I would have bet money I would never be able to do that. Like I thought it was just not for me, not my not my biology. Mm-hmm. But showing up to CrossFit every single day, and I'm not like I'm not working that hard on that. It's kind of the compound effect of going every day. Right has proven to me that I, I, I've become aware of limits that I have that maybe I shouldn't be having. You know, yeah. like I'm like, hey, what else can I do? What else do I think I can't do? Yeah. So it's kind of how I've been <clears throat> keeping in check. And and <clears throat> it can be a very tough workout, but mm-hmm. it's only an hour. Yeah. Then you're done. Yeah. And I love it because some days when it's really hard, I'm in that point, that breaking point of, I don't think I'm going to finish. Yeah. But I tell myself, you will damn finish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when I finish, I feel so good because I'm like, that was the hardest thing I've done. Yeah. And I just finished. Right. Have you ever heard of uh, the flea and the the glass cup theory? No. So there's a theory that if you you put a glass cup over a flea, he'll jump or the flea will jump and hit its head on the on the top and then when you take the glass off it'll never jump higher than that um really yeah so it's like knowing your like how you said uh limits what can i do what you know knowing your um 
yeah, your limits and your goals and stuff. So not to have that glass ceiling on you. you okay, know? that is so interesting. Yeah, that's that's great, and that's <clears throat> that's my goal. I don't have like I could say I want you know these tangible goals. Like I want to do I don't know maybe a a whole world tour and this and that. I don't have anything like that anymore. I used to. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I want to be all that I can be. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever that is. Like all that I, I don't want to limit myself. Right. Never say never. That's what I say. Yeah. I, f I feel that because my, <clears throat> my goals have changed too. I mean, my goal for a long time was to, and I did it, you know, tour and always be on tour. And, you know, when you, I don't know, like when I came back from it, I was like, hmm, like, is that, you know, like. I was making a living and it was fun, you know, but, uh, I was like, is that what I'm doing this for? And then, you know, then I, I realized that just creating is my, is what like, I'm like, I want to be a good songwriter, you know? And I got to like, that's what I care about. I care about the content and the, and the music and stuff. And, and the show's great. I love doing the show. Um, but, uh, cause it's, it's a spectacle, but The content has to be great. That's what I'm like. This has to be timeless. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's why I'm always like pushing for like timeless. Um, so yeah, so my goals change and then, you know, I end up spending more time in here kind of away, away out of the spotlight or, you know, just out of the, like, I'm like working quietly until it's like, boom, here it is. Like yeah. now, you know, how uh, long does it take you to write a song? It depends. It depends. Well, the, the song's usually in control. Yeah. So it, it, the song will tell you where it needs to go. Uh, if, if, if you have a good idea, but some, some, uh, like some lyrics and stuff will take me longer. A, a more complex song will kind of take, it's, it depends how we want to approach it. If we're like, I don't like this part so much, but some songs are like, you start jamming and then you wrote it. It's like, oh, that, well then that's it. Like there's, don't change a single thing. That took 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the song kind of. You know, as a Matt and I being songwriters, we work for the song. We don't, um, the song doesn't work for us. We're not like, I'm like, no, let it, it'll, it'll go. You know, you just have to kind of feel it. Like it's, yeah. it, it, it'll, your soul will feel that it needs to go that, that way, you know? Yeah. So I, I love that feeling. And in, in fact, songwriting is probably one of the things I love to do the most. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so rewarding on the inside. I don't, it's something that for me, I'm just like, I caught lightning in a bottle every yes. time, every time I feel confident about one, I'm like, yeah. wow, this is, this is good. You know? Yeah. And then two years later, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm so much better than that now. <laughs> you totally. know? Like I've, That's the hope. I've grown so much from that, you know? It's uh, kind of funny. because I released this song recently It's called Diamantes, and it's on SoundCloud. I didn't release it on... Oh, you didn't? Okay. On, 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 I mean, on Spotify? It's not on Spotify or anywhere else. Okay. And the reason I did that is because I love... It might have been the first or second song I ever wrote by myself, like not with a band. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love it. And it was actually like so out of my character Because I definitely have like styles and this one was far off, but I loved it. I wanted to do like a bluesy Led Zeppelin slash Lana Del Rey's ultraviolence time okay. song. I just wanted it to be rock. Yeah. And uh, I, I did it and I loved it. It's very simple. Like it's not like it has anything special. I just I guess I was I 
feel very close to it because it was the first song I wrote and I kind of felt like I delivered. Yeah. But the reaction I got from close friends was not, they weren't into it. Really? Like I, there's another song that I released, this, a song that I released before Diamantes called Llorando en la Disco, which means crying at the disco. And that one, I remember when that when I wrote that, I was like, damn, this is a jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes I still listen to it. And I'm like, that's a great song. Yeah. Like if anybody else would have written that, I would have been like, damn, that's yeah. a great song. You'd be listening to it. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I remember when I showed it to some friends, they were like immediately like, whoa, no way. And it's cool because I get a lot of random people that I don't know. Sometimes they'll discover it and they'll share like, oh my God, this is a great song. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But Diamantes never got that love. Never. Like, no one has ever heard it and been like, whoa. Except for my sister. My sister was like, dude, I love that. I like that more than yeah. Llorando la Disco. But my sister and I are very similar. Like, we're so... I know she hears what I hear. Yeah. And it was the the strangest feeling because I'm like, then I'll, then I'll start revising it. Like, some uh, the... The authentic part of me, for lack of a better word, wants to be like, whatever, it's what it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I did that. I own it. But then the the pleasing part of me and the the part of me that wants to grow is like, well, what can we do differently? And it's kind of a shame because I'm like, I can see how this song may not be so exciting, but it's a good song. Like, yeah. this is a jam. Yeah. So I had to battle with that recently. I was like, mm, whatever. And the reason I didn't put it on Spotify is because... I I want to make sure I get that song right if it needs to be get right. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And so, uh, and I love it in the context of this album that's coming out soon. It's an EP, which keeps, I keep adding songs to. That's why I'm like, it's going to be an album probably. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I don't know. It's the most different out of all of them. Which was another reason I was like, it's okay if I don't put it in the EP. But at the same time, the message and the world it I wrote it in is very much in line with the other one. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to make that decision yet. Yeah, just wait. See what happens. Just wait and see. Yeah, because I mean, that's kind of how, that's how it goes, man. I, there's there's songs that I think are, uh, that I think are hits and they just don't land. And then like some songs that I'm, I'm like, this is not the hit. And they're just, people are like, this is it. <laughs> I'm like, why that one? You Isn't know? that so? It's weird. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. But but the thing about music is that I, the way that I feel about putting out music as an art, like whenever it's out, it's not for me anymore. That's true. It's for the people. Like, that's it's, true. It's not mine. Like I'm like, well, you know what? There you go. On that note, that's why I really hate cancel culture. Because mm -hmm. for example, R. Kelly, yeah. we all know he's an evil dude. Right. Well, you know, he just had a terrible afflictions. Right. So I, I've heard of people being like, I'm never going to play R. Kelly at this party. I'm never going to play R. Kelly here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what a shame because I'm not thinking about R. Kelly when his song plays. I'm thinking about my experience with that song. Yeah, exactly. Jamming it with my friends, us getting down, saying those songs, those lyrics out loud. Yeah. It's not his anymore. It's ours. Right. So I'm like, ah oh, man, sometimes I hate when people are like, oh, we're not playing that artist. I'm like, yeah, it's forget like, the artist. Yeah. What about the song? That yeah. moment you shared, you know? Right. No, it's. I think that's a real thing, man. And, you know, I, I'm like, thank God it's not, you know, because like I hold on to like when I'm songwriting and when I'm creating an album, uh, it's like it's it gets it's it's daunting. And I'm like, man, like this is it needs to be good. And it's very I'm hard on myself, you know, about it. And uh 
when I do, I, I'm glad I feel that way that when I put it out, it's not mine anymore because I'm like, okay, get this thing away from me. Like, I'm proud of it. I love it. I love doing it. But it's like at some point when it's over and you're like, okay, like you're free. Totally. Yeah. Like I stressed it. I stressed it. I stressed myself. You know, I want it to be good. And then you're like, okay, you're free. Yeah. 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 I see to me, it, it wouldn't normally feel like that. Yeah. But this last song, I, I shared it on SoundCloud hoping I could detach from it Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, moving on. Yeah. But I, I'm still there. Like, not redo the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But there are some notes like I'm learning about mics. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like in rooms recording vocals. I really didn't like the room I recorded those vocals. Mm-hmm. It was entirely too dry. And I now know I hate recording in an entirely too dry room. Yeah. No matter how much reverb you put, the vocals will always be dry. Yeah. I'm like, you need a room for the vocals to travel. And then if you want to reverb that, the reverb has a little momentum to go off of. But I revo- I recorded those vocals It's and, it, and I get very loud. Mm-hmm. And I recorded those vocals in a very dry, small room. And the vocals never travel. And that's the only reason I would redo it. Because yeah. I'm like, Mm-mm, those vocals aren't there. I can, I can definitely understand that. I mean, yeah. Because uh, that, it'll eat at you. Like, cause there's Cause things. Cause I love this song. Yeah. Regardless of what anybody says, but that note of the vocals, I'm like, I can't live with myself with it. Yeah. Well then, well then change it. Yeah. I mean, cause like that, it'll eat at you forever. If you put it out and you're like, I should have redid these. I should have redid this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you know just, what? Today I needed that. Now I'm like, yes, I'm doing it. Yeah. Go do it. Go do it. So dude, tell me about this, uh. This it's the, your new film's gonna premiere soon, oh, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. It says Eva wants to stay in. Eva wants to stay in. So that we shot in February, and with Corey Stewart. Corey Stewart is the director. He's so wonderful. <laughs> He's great, man. I've never like worked with him on like a film. He's setting, so wonderful. But, yeah, but um, actually, I don't really know him outside of working with him, mm-hmm. but co-working with him. He's wonderful. Yeah. I know he's wonderful outside too. I mean, he's just like, I don't know. He's, he's very collected. Got this, yes, that's a great He's very collected. He's very collected. Yeah. And uh, he's just, also he's so striking. Like he's just so beautiful and he's so collected. You almost think he's not human. Like he's some level above. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he hovers and I don't Yeah. <laughs> it's it, so graceful. Yeah. Anyway, so this film is a short film. And I will tell you this, it's probably one of the hardest roles I've ever played. And it's not a hard role. It's because my character, so I'm, I play Eva, okay. which is actually Eva. He, he told me, he was like, oh. I don't want it to be Eva, it's Eva. Eva. And I was like, okay, great. Okay. That's in Spanish. So Eva, she uh, comes home from work and her partner, who's played by Emily, mm-hmm. Which, in the context of the movie, I forgot her name already. I that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always on to the next. So yeah, I yeah, no, I feel you. So uh, Emily's character wants to go out. She's ready. Apparently, we've had plans. Like it's implied that we've had plans, and she's ready. She's just gonna wait for me so we can go. But I am not about going out. Mm-hmm. And so you know, as you watch the the short film, you find out why. But playing low energy. 
is so tough. Yeah. I've never played that kind of character. Yeah. I usually get the very uh, crazy ones. Yeah. Or, well, know. for you, yeah, you're, you're high energy. Very you're, high energy. Yeah. yeah. So to, to see you in that role, I'd be like, it's, I, I'd have to see it. I'd have to it, see it. It was eating at me because I never felt like I was doing enough because you, you don't have to do much. Yeah. Which, which that's another thing in acting. Like in acting, acting really is you just don't do. You are. You simply are. Yeah. You don't pretend even. Like you can you just say the lines? That's all you need to do. Like that's that was a lesson I had to learn with enough experience. But playing low energy was so daunting <laughs> and tedious because I kept thinking I was failing. I kept thinking he's not getting anything. Oh god, I'm I'm fucking this up. This is the worst. Like yeah. I don't and I and I honestly was in my head the whole time. It the whole time I was like I suck. Why do I want to do this? I can't believe like I'm failing this guy so much. But it turns out like I I didn't even share about the film anything about it because I I I was convinced that he would watch it and be like, mm, maybe some other time. This yeah. wasn't the one. So I was like, well, I don't want to share that I was in a film and then that film never gets seen. And, right. You know, yeah. And if anybody asks him and he has to be like, well, actually. Yeah. The actress wasn't that good, so <laughs> so I was like, I'm never gonna share it. But this week, I found out that it's gonna premiere at the ACA on yeah. June 11th. June 11th. So, oh, that's in like a week, and that's oh, next well, Saturday. A week, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he shared the poster with me, and I was, and I we hadn't spoken since then, which also I thought was a confirmation that I it was failed, a, yeah, and that he was like, I cannot even talk to her anymore. But he sent it to me, and I know he's been through a lot. Like he's going to Colombia to yeah. study film, so I know he's, you know, he has his own life. But uh, he was like, "This is the best work I've ever done," and I was like, "Oh my god, thank God, <laughs> thank God!" I thought I sucked, and he was like, "No, y'all were great." And the well, fact that he's showing it makes me feel better. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I, um, I'm actually curious to go. Is is it like is it is it ticket based or like what's the good question? I don't know how ACA uh, operates all the time. I kind of wouldn't think so, but at the same time, I'm not sure. But I know since it's a, I think it's an LGBTQ film showcase. Okay. A part of Pride Fest. So I kind of think it would be open, but at the same time, maybe they need to raise funds for something. So yeah, I don't know. I hope to make it. I'm also performing at Pride Fest. Yeah. When, and where? where what that is, is June 11th, next June Saturday. June 11th, and that's... Uh, where's it all taking place? So it's the 200 block of Jefferson. So okay. it's Vine Street, basically. That street between Cite and Bolt. Okay. So they are closing down that street and putting a stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dustin Gaspard is going to perform. Right on. And then Rare Luth. Do you know Christine Pierce? I have seen Rare Luth. I don't know her personally. Okay, so Rare Luth is going to perform after Dustin, and then it'll be Malentina. Awesome. So it's Malentina's fabulous extravaganza, is what I called it. <laughs> okay. Because when they asked me to perform, first of all, I was extremely honored. Because mm. I was like, you want me to perform at Pride? Like, yes. But I also felt, I was like, well, okay, here's the thing. Let me be realistic. It's Pride. A lot of people don't know me. Um, I also sing in Spanish. Why would they care about my music? I just felt like a little conflict. I was like, what's going on here? Like, why was I chosen? And actually, I found out that, you know, I everybody knows me. I only go to Bolt when I go out. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big, big part of the community as an ally and as a friend of all my performing friends. 
So they were like, oh, no, 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 everybody. Like, we made a vote and everybody said Melantina. So just feel that you're you're welcomed here. And I was like, okay, that's reassuring. But I said, I would feel better if I could curate a show in which I perform, but I also had a whole wide array of drag performers and, and everything that embodies pride. Yeah. So they were like, that would be even better. Sure. So I went in and I was like, okay, I'm going to make a diverse cast. I want singer drag queens. I want drag queens. I want bio queens. I want all ethnicities, you know, that I can find that are my friends. Mm-hmm. I just was like, if we're going to do, if we're going to celebrate pride, I need people to celebrate pride. Right. You know, and understand that this isn't about sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about embodying who you are. And 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 that's in celebrating that in all the aspects of that. Like being a, an ally is also part of pride because I am proud to support and I'm proud to be seen and I'm proud to to you know engage with a community and, and do what yeah. it takes to also deliver that message they want to deliver. So I was like, okay, I kind of got my wheels together and I was like, let's do this. So I have all kinds of performers, but I'm also performing my original music. And it's gonna be great. Cool, that's awesome, and I'm I'm, I'm excited because uh, there was one, uh, and and I do I do maybe I'll talk to you a little bit more after because uh, there is some like um, the pride community that I'd like to have on, on here. I'm just mm-hmm. not as familiar with I guess the personnel or like who's kind of doing the like kind of like drag show kind of who's like running that and stuff and just there is, that yeah. community and there are so <clears throat> many interesting performers yeah and that's in town and so varied i mean it's an art form that i feel lafayette is probably one of the strongest communities yeah because i've seen dragon baton rouge and i've seen dragon new orleans and they have great performers but i think there is something happening in Lafayette right now where I'm like, man, these girls are ready to go to RuPaul. Yeah. Like, they are on that level. Wow. And we're in rinky-dink Lafayette, you know, like, with all due respect. I'm like, this is still, I, I've lived in New York City. I've lived in Puerto Rico. You know, Lafayette always feels a little small. Yeah. But by no means is it any way behind, you know? Yeah. Like, no, there's I, a light in Lafayette. I, I definitely agree. And that's, that's good to hear because uh, I... Like as far as like my immediate uh, music scene, which is the alternative scene here, and uh, I th- I think like per capita, it's like we have so much talent. I'm like man, like because like we've played with bands in New Orleans. I mean, I've played with bands, you know, from here to New Mexico to New Jersey to you know wherever. And uh, I'm like man, but at home, like we got some talent, dude. Like really, like it's like stacked. I'm like man, it's crazy. You know. I lived in New York. I did an internship in New York when I was at LSU. And when I got back to Louisiana and I started looking for jobs and I landed in Lafayette and I discovered I wanted to be an actor and a singer, I remember having this grief being like, why didn't I discover this in New York? God, like why here, dude? I don't understand. And when I, and sometimes I'll still be like that, Mm -hmm. but I, I really have to acknowledge that I, I landed here for some strange reason. And the opportunities I've gotten here, I wouldn't have gotten them anywhere else. I wouldn't have performed at a huge festival such as Festival International three times in New York City. And I wouldn't have access to all the facilities that I have here, meet all the world-class musicians that come here to chill, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
it's like, I, I don't know. I don't understand. And sometimes I try to understand more than I should because mm-hmm. I won't ever. But I, I have faith that this was part of a big plan for me to land in Lafayette and not even New Orleans, but to be here. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, uh, there is something about it. I, I do. I, uh, this is a uh, Lafayette right here. I don't know if oh, you know yeah. That's uh that's that's my new uh <laughs> podcast merch. No way. Yeah, yeah, this this is for the podcast. That is so cool. The the back says Boogie Town USA. I don't know if cuz like so on my monologues I'm always like I mean like a sick ride. I'm like, "All right, so J- June 25th when we hit the first note at Atmosphere, Boogie Town USA. Lafayette turns into Boogie Town USA." <laughs> like it's been like a running joke for me. So the merch I made was it's Lafayette and I kind of turned it I rotated it to make it look kind of like a heart. I love it. Yeah, and then Boogie Town USA. Okay, that is brilliant. I love it. It's uh, it's fun. Yeah, and people are like, is that Lafayette? I'm like, yeah, it's Lafayette. <laughs> Y'all are very entertaining. The, I've only seen videos. Yeah, Sick Ride. Sick Ride. Yeah, it's... Uh, I love it. I really, really want to come see y'all live. Come check it out. It's very mysterious. It's very... Uh, you know, we get dressed in this... We have the smoke machine, and it's I like... I love that. It's very... Uh, I'm, I'm a performer. Yeah. First and foremost. Us too, yeah. And I think in performance. In fact, I write music thinking about how I would perform them. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it. I, I just, I've been in several bands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've collaborated with a lot of musicians. And I, it was only with when I collaborated with musicians that didn't think about the performances that I would always feel like, mm, this is not the right mix for me because i think of how it's going to be performed how it's going to be choreographed what am i going to wear almost yeah yeah you know like that's how i maneuver it's you know it's a thing so i I love when other people do it i'm like yes i get it yeah for this band i mean we've it's it's been like that since day one like uh it was a very clear we're disco rock we get dressed every single show like i and like now that i do that it's like I'll never get on a stage wearing a t-shirt and jeans ever again. Yes. Never again. Thank you. And do and like my blazer collection, I have like, you know, you know, almost like 18 of them now. I'm like, yeah, I get to like pick out my my blazer and my tie and you know, it's you know, and my and my glasses and um it's nice, man. Yeah. It's like you know, I don't think that artists need to be like preachers or teachers, you know. I I don't believe that we need to set some moral Thing. Yeah. But I do think that we should embody uh, a step above normalcy because yeah. I think that's at the end of the day what draws people to live vicariously through us. Yeah. That's why I do burlesque. Mm-hmm. That's why I do all the things that I do. and Or at least that's what I look for in an artist. Like I want to live vicariously through them. And so I really appreciate that. I'm like, unless it's going to be very, like, Lana Del Rey can be very understated, but she'll do it in a way that's almost theatrical. Like, she'll wear, like, a Budweiser t-shirt and jeans, and that's her show. Yeah. But I'm like, see, but there's still some theatrics in that. And and that, like, yeah, for her, I'm like, yes, like, it works because of the style of what she's doing, you know? It's like, it's low-key, but it's... But it's so elegant. Yeah, You would never put that together. Exactly. So that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, when you can kind of... But I love that. I love when people think of, you know, the aesthetic, because at the end of the day, that's really what we want. Yeah. And it's, to us, it's extremely important. I mean, like, all my amps, like, I've, they're all, like, all of our gear is I'm going to show you Matt's drum set in a little bit. Uh, but uh like it's all my amps are uniform. I painted them white. 
like and like my grills are gold and I have the neon on it with the lightning bolt and it's like it has to be that way. You know, it, it can't just be That's so good. It can't just be another Fender amp. So it's like like when I buy a new amp I'm like fuck, I got to <laughs> I got to take this thing apart and like paint it and even my guitars like I'm my shit has to be gaudy. It has to look you know, not like anyone else's. Yeah. Because that's what Sick Ride is. It's flashy, you know, uh, but it's dark and it's mysterious and uh, it's fun, man. I love it. And that's why I really want to see y'all Yeah, you should live. come. I think you would enjoy it. I think you would really appreciate it because... I know I will. I mean, I've seen videos. I love it. Yeah. Well, I cool. already love it. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun, man. I, I definitely enjoy I definitely enjoy it. Uh, When's the next show? June 25th at Atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so we, soon. We have that in uh, Lafayette and then we're doing like, uh, I think four dates in Texas next month. So it's slowly getting back out, hitting our regional. Uh, we do really well in Texas. I don't know what it is. Really? But yeah, That's they, great. They rage over it. <laughs> so. That's so great. I'm still trying to build my Louisiana market. Yeah. It's hard because I'm doing Latin music. Yeah. And that was a decision that, I made because I knew deep down that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to sing contemporary music in Spanish. Yeah. Because we have a lot of great contemporary music in Spanish, but I could never find what I wanted to listen to. I could find it in English, but I could never find it in Spanish. And that's when I was like, then I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. Have to. And honestly, some days that's kind of how I think of the songs that I write. It's songs that I want to hear. Yeah. Not anything else. And, you know, maybe that's not great because you, you know, if you want to commercialize a little bit and, you know, move money a little bit, maybe you should think beyond that. But it doesn't satisfy me unless I want to replay it. Yeah. And that's what makes it unique. I think like creating that, yeah. you know, like that's what, and that's basically what you're going to do. And I, and I had to get creative about marketing it because I'm like, I'm in Louisiana there is a big Spanish population, but I don't, it's disconnected. It's hard to find, at least yeah. here in Lafayette. And I then started that Latin band with with Josh LeBlanc, with mm -hmm. Mountain and the Lafayette Latin All-Stars. Yeah. And we started doing traditional Latin music, but not just any traditional Latin music. I told Josh, who's Josh is like, I don't know, he's like a heaven sent to me mm -hmm. because he really, he's my producer. He's also a very good friend. He's incredibly talented, and he really understands what I want mm -hmm. from the get-go. He yeah. immediately knows. But I think it's because we're very similar. Our taste in music is very similar. So he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, got it. Yeah. So when we were starting this uh, Latin jazz band, which is not Latin jazz, but they were a Latin jazz band, I told them, I don't want to do just any, I don't want to do like these little salsa songs and this and that, like no dissing, but I wanted to do something really unique Yeah. and and bold. So I picked out a bunch of son monturos, which is a Cuban genre and mambos and all the, and it, they all have this umph. Like they feel very gangster. It's nice. very gangster vibe. And I was like, that's what I want to do, especially because I, you know, as the female singer, I just knew that had an edge. Yeah. And man, they learned the songs I picked. And what's cool about it is that those gigs started bringing me a lot of Latin people I wouldn't be able to find yeah. doing other gigs. Because those songs, at least they knew, they were familiar enough to want to go to the show. Right. 
So now I was like, oh, this was a way for me to yeah, yeah, yeah. Open build the door. a bridge. Yeah. And I love it. I, I enjoy those gigs so much. Like, even when I don't feel like it, mm-hmm. I'll show up. And as soon as they start playing the music, I'm like jolted. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, never yeah. mind. This song is so dope. It's kind of funny. I'm actually starting to like be more familiar with that kind of stuff because Sarah's Cuban. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, that's so, right. So like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like. This fucking bops, man. I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and just her having that from her grandmother and you know, she knows a lot more than I do, but she throws it on. I'm like, I I like this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And there was just, okay, so there was one show that I saw you play with um David Crochet was playing bass for you at Bolt. <clears throat> I am a huge sucker for doo op. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm huge doo op. And these these Spanish songs you were playing were doo op based. And I'm like, what? is this like dude there was like i think there was and i I don't i can't recall how many songs you had played that night maybe it was like six of those or or maybe even played three of those three of those okay because i had my ep is all that and it's three songs yeah okay well i'm gonna i'm I'm jamming that today yeah okay so let me tell you about those songs there's this band called los zafiros okay and they were this cuban band in the 60s or 70s and they took American doo-wops and made them their own with Cuban elements. So, I mean, to me, they just brought it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were also a close harmony group, five men. So the harmonies are so haunting. They're not like the feel good, go lucky. No, they're yeah, very yeah. like, Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. And I became obsessed with that band. And I... That's all I could listen to for years, actually. It was like around 2015, 2016. I I could, I was just like, I was obsessed. And I always knew that I wanted to cover those songs. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling my friend who showed me that music, he's a Cuban, one of my best friends in the world, Cesar Bacaro. He plays in New Orleans. I was like, I'm not going to die before I record this music. Like, I'm at some point in my life, I'm going to record this music. And he was like, why don't you just record it now? And I was like, why don't I just record it now? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, why am I not doing this? Okay, you're right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it was a matter of, he knew the songs very well because he studied them when he lived in Cuba. He lived in Cuba and only studied music. Mm-hmm. So he knows everything. So he was like, I'll, I'll make the band. I know the people that we need. And he was right. Damn. The musicians I got, that was the first EP I ever did as Malentina solo. So I was kind of like completely new and I just sent them the songs I wanted to record and there weren't charts for them anywhere because they're so old. Yeah. And also the Los Zafiros, they got even opportunities to come to the US, but they were so happy and comfortable in Cuba. They were like, nah, we'll stay in Cuba. So they never left. So that's why not more people know about them. Damn. Which made me even more obsessed with them. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, so Cesar got a bassist and a guitarist. And when I say I I was starstruck, I was starstruck. These guys, like if you play the EP, the playing is unreal. And they showed up, did it, and goodbye. Yeah, I was just like, here you go. I'm out. Yeah. I was like... <clears throat> Sometimes I'll play it and I'm like, man, these I was so lucky. Like I don't know how that happened, but they're just the best players I've ever played with. And the the way and we had to reinvent the songs because I knew I didn't want to do the close harmonies. I love that, 
But I knew me as the solo singer, not having, like, I didn't want to spend more money doing close harmonies and I wanted to bring it down. I was like, how can I boil it down to the, to the basics of the song, but keeping the intensity? Yeah. So that's what we did. We just recorded the vocals once and all I did was uh, intensify the drum. So it just kicked better or yeah. heavier, but mm -hmm. that was it. Everything else was as it was. Wow. Yeah. That's And so I did, awesome. I don't know if you, if you, at that show, you uh, saw the visual album, but I did a visual album to the three songs. Okay. No, I don't think, I don't. Okay. Well, you can find it on YouTube, okay. on my YouTube page. Well, was that the, <clears throat> was that the, the, with the, da uh, the dancers? So no, you? I, I started the show showing a short film. Okay. No, is, no, okay. I, I missed, we weren't there in time for that. Okay. So I showed, it was, so that party was actually the visual album release party okay so i started with the short film and then we moved on to the live performance of those three songs okay and i chose those three songs because those are my favorite but the band has great other music and all doo-woppy so you would love it yeah all you have to I've... do is look them up and yeah it's great okay because i'm gonna look this up yeah if you don't mind um can you send me the name of the artist like just so i mean just so i have it uh, absolutely because I'm gonna be like searching the internet for hours, like, God damn it, what's the name of this band again? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just obsessed. I what's funny is I recorded an extra song. So it, the EP was supposed to be four. This is this has been happening to me a lot lately. It was four songs. But Kaliuchis, do you know who Kaliuchis is? Mm -mm. She's like a really big Colombian. But she sings in, in English. Like she performs with Tyler the Creator. She has like okay. three songs with him. She's pretty famous. But she's a very interesting musician. Like I love her music. In fact, if in a perfect world, I can see myself opening for her because she's yeah. very in that ethereal alternative Latin still. Yeah, yeah. You know. And uh, I really respect her. But she had just came out with her album. And the opening song was a cover of that very song. Oh, really? And now she did it very differently. She only did a portion of the song. And I wanted to do the full song. Yeah. But it just something didn't sit well with me. I was like, oh, man, whatever. Yeah. So I didn't include it. But now I kind of regret it. Now I'm like, I should have done it. I mean, it it's out. not like it was her song. She also covered it. Yeah. So. Just put it out. I told Josh this week, I was like, I'm, I'm going to record because I needed to do the vocals for that. I was like, I'm going to record those vocals because that song is so good. And the band was so good. Like, it's, there's no reason it's yeah. not out. If it's, yeah, if it's quality recording, I mean, yeah, just... Quality recording. Yeah, just put it out. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Well, Michelle, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate thank it. You. Um, I do want to give you a chance to... If you have a, uh, a final remark for anyone listening. I don't know if you have any... Um, I don't, but <laughs> I, well, I've had such a great time. Like I, I'm having such a good time discovering more parts of myself and meeting more people like you. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I just hope that I can just keep growing and keep doing work that I'm proud of. And, um, everybody can look me up at Malentina.com. Absolutely. YouTube Malentina, Instagram Malentina PR. Nice. We're good. And you got your premiere on Saturday. And I have my premiere and my Pride show on Saturday. So double whammy for me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, 
Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. I, I'm I'm very uh, I'm feeling very inspired after this one. I'm like, yeah, man. Like I'm like I feel that way. I'm like I just have to be reminded about it sometimes. Like yes, just do it. You know, like jump off the cliff. Exactly. You know. Exactly. That's my my la- the last song I wrote this week is about that actually. <clears throat> awesome. Very haunting about just do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, listeners, that is it for the episode. <clears throat> Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, dude, stay tuned for the next one. See y'all later.